Support for WIPR's podcasts comes from Brightview Senior Living. Since 1999, Brightview has proudly served Greater Baltimore with vibrant, independent living, assisted living, memory care, and enhanced care. Find a community near you at brightviewseniorliving.com. I worked at a huge international law firm on 57th Street, and they had just decided to outsource all the non-legal staff. Eleven years ago, my stepdad announced that he had had a great year and he was taking us all to Jamaica for Christmas. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. I'm Laura Wexler. And I'm Jessica Hinken. And this week on the podcast, we're kicking off the holiday season with holodrama, two tales of holiday hijinks. This first story is told by Ron Tanner, who shared this at a very early Stoop holiday event. Uh, that we had at Center Stage. Um, so it's a story about having grand aspirations and wanting, you know, that hallmark Christmas dinner in um, a house that you've just purchased and things maybe not going uh, the way that you envisioned that they would. Take a listen to Ron's story. In December of uh, 2004, I lived in Manhattan in Hell's Kitchen in a uh, nine foot by ten foot room and uh, my girlfriend that I had moved to New York with had broken up with me early that year so I'd ended up moving and living alone in House Kitchen and I worked at a huge international law firm on 57th Street and they had just decided to outsource all the non-legal staff and uh, they did it to Xerox and Xerox basically brought in a lot of foreign employees and uh, so within a week my salary went down $10,000 a year. And I was in the middle of a week-long interview for my own job, which consisted of training three uh, Bangladesh employees whose names were Osama, Mohammed, and Saddam. I can't remember which one. One of them did not speak English, it seemed, at all. And the other two were sort of covering for him. And I came to resent them because they basically had my job. They were going... I was going to get squeezed out eventually. I was going to cost too much. And it was coming on Christmas. And my life was miserable at the time. I didn't even want to be in New York. So when my parents called and asked me if they wanted to come... me wanted me to come down for Christmas, I said, yes, I had, I had been in bands that had toured for many years. So a lot of Christmases I had missed and even gotten away from even doing that. So I was like, this is a good year to go home and do a family Christmas. When my, uh, I flew down to Newport News, Virginia, and my father picked me up at the airport. He took me back home, which is right across the street from the airport. So it's like a five minute ride. As we walked in the door, my mom was on the phone. She looked up at the front door of us coming in and burst into tears and collapsed on the floor. She just got the news that her father had died. And uh, we're, we're not huggers. But uh, at that moment, the, the, I think the first I had ever witnessed family hug occurred Christmas morning. It was about 9 a.m. And uh, my mom wailing, which never happens. This is, like, unprecedented. So after she gathered herself together and talked to all her relatives in Kentucky, they, they figured out they had to go to Kentucky to help with the funeral arrangements, and they were going to have to drive out there. And uh, under my new employers, I was not going to have the time off. I was going to have to be back by the weekend. So 
it became harvest. I had to go turn around within the hour and go back to the airport and uh, fly back to New York where my roommate was not going to be home. My roommate was away because it's Christmas and nobody was there. But I gathered myself together and stopped feeling sorry for myself on the plane. I realized, well, I'm going to have Christmas alone. I can relax. That'll be easy. I can watch TV. I can just take it easy. It'll be nice, just relaxing, take it down to zero kind of Christmas. Unfortunately, when I got home and went to go watch TV, I discovered that a tsunami had hit what seemed like the entire other side of the world. And uh, I spent a good part of an hour watching channel after channel as thousands of bodies washed up on the shore. And people on the other half of the world were wailing because they had been swallowed by water. And uh, that, I hope, was the worst Christmas ever. But I didn't realize till years later that when I went back to work and continued to bark at Muhammad and Osama and Saddam because I resented them so much for what was happening in my job, that they, being from Bangladesh, had probably spent the whole weekend wondering if relatives were alive, if friends were alive, if who was still around. I know this is a bummer Christmas story, but this is, <laughs> this is really like the only huge uh, Christmas story I could think of. Anyway, thank you. Uh, Ron is so likable. Uh, and he talks a mile a minute. Yeah. If yeah. he had gone slowly, that story would have been like two days long. <laughs> yeah, he started in on the night before Christmas and wasn't finished till New Year's. <laughs> After a quick break, we'll come back with our next story of holiday hijinks. Support for WYPR's podcasts comes from Catholic Charities. Celebrating its centennial in 2023, Catholic Charities is the largest private provider of social services in Maryland. Learn more about this movement to change lives at cc-md.org. So this is a story from Susan Rome, who is uh, just an amazing actress. Um, she's Baltimore-based, um, teacher at Baltimore School for the Arts, and um, been in many productions at Center Stage. She was in The Wire. Uh, she was in other movies and TV shows. Anyway, this is her story about her family's holiday getaway. So take a listen. This is uh, really the first time I've told this story in public, and I'm ridiculously nervous to tell you this story. It is very self-incriminating. So it begins with my mom. She's not here, is she? (laughs) She promised she wouldn't be. My mother loves to travel, and the things, thing that she loves most about traveling, I think, is reading guidebooks before her trip. She finds out she's going someplace, and she will go to a bookstore, and she will buy two or three guidebooks, and then she will just read the shit out of that book. There is no uh, off-the-beaten-track kind of experience or, um, like, sidebar excursion that she's not too intrepid to try. And she's really not a risk-taker, so it's weird. So um, 
Eleven years ago, my stepdad was so generous, and he announced that he had had a great year, and he was taking us all to Jamaica for Christmas. And by us all, it was my mom, my stepdad. He says there are no steps in this family, but for for clarity's sake, I will refer to him as my stepdad. So my mom and stepdad, my three, the three bio siblings, and one of my two step siblings, and my stepdad's ninety-year-old pop. So we all go to Jamaica for the holidays, and uh, we get there, and uh, he's rented this villa overlooking Montego Bay with this picture postcard view of the Caribbean. It is, the house is gorgeous. There is a wraparound porch. There's a pool. There's room for all of us. There is a staff, a house staff of three. Once we get there, we're all sitting out on the veranda looking at my mom's books. And... um, Ridiculously, she has boxed, highlighted, asterisked, starred uh, certain, shall we say, tea and coffee shops where they brew magic tea (laughs) and serve exotic bakery items. (laughs) Now... To say that my mother totally missed the 60s is an understatement. She went to Smith, then she got married, then she had three kids. Boom. She, um, here's a good example of how very innocent and straight my mom is. When I was in eighth or ninth grade, I had a little, you know, a little, a little favor for the, uh, for the cannabis. And, um... One night, my mother woke up in the middle of the night and looked out the back window and saw me toking feverishly on the roach end of a joint. Uh, Yeah, I was, you know, 13 or 14. The next morning, she actually called John Waters, described my behavior to him, and asked what I could possibly have been doing. He said to her, well, uh, either she was smoking the end of a joint called a roach, or she was out there eating Tic Tacs. (laughs) My mother, I think, chose to believe that I was actually outside in back of the house at 2 a.m. eating Tic Tacs. I have never seen my mother puff a cigarette. She had never expressed any interest in any herbal product. I never even saw her sip a glass of wine. So to say that it was out of character for her to be so enthusiastic about a really, you know, authentic Jamaican experience was uh, mind-blowing, to say the least. And we all laughed, but she was serious. Now, we talked to my dad. My dad was okay with the idea of her Uh, having an experience, although he didn't want to be responsible for her being out in public once she had had the brownie. (laughs) I understood completely what he meant. So so my my stepbrother uh, and I 
agreed. And if my mom was so hell-bent on having this authentic Jamaican experience, well, goddammit, we were going to get it for her for Christmas. <clears throat> we're so nice. <laughs> Christmas Eve, my brother gives the cook $30 with explicit instructions about dessert. One, it had to be chocolate. Two, the, uh, the, the recipe dosage had to be uh, um, minimal. And three, under no circumstances was our 90-year-old grandfather allowed to have whatever chocolate thing it was going to be. <laughs> oh, my God, really? Oh, geez. <laughs> so, so um, none of us remember dinner that night at all. But dessert came. A dish of vanilla ice cream with cinnamon cookies came for pop. A plate of what looked like chocolate pound cake with, uh, studded with like sticks and leaves and dirt, <laughs> sliced lengthwise and then cut into like um, a, a, a card deck, you know, deck of card size pieces came to the table. Pop was beside himself. Why can't I have the cake? Well, Pop, really, enjoy the ice cream. <laughs> I took a, I sampled a bite. It had been years since I had done anything like this. <clears throat> so I sampled a bite, and it really wasn't very good at all. But I had a small piece. My, my dad, stepdad, who has about 90 pounds of uh, absorption, body girth on me, had the same size piece I did. My mother ate three pieces. <laughs> And we're like, Mom, Mom, you got to stop, please. We're begging you, stop. She's like, well, it's really not very good, but I don't feel anything yet. <laughs> so after, after the dishes were cleared, my sisters and my mom and I went into the living room, sat around the coffee table to play Scrabble. Big mistake. I was doing okay, and then the tiles started doing funky things. And my mother so, was so excited. She was sure she had a bingo spelled something like... Q-Z-J-L-E-F-Z. You know, it was really ridiculous. I excused myself to go read a magazine. After 20 minutes of reading the Vanity Fair article about Catherine Zeta-Jones, I was stuck on the same paragraph, incomprehensible, for 20 minutes. And then, like, these thoughts started going in my head. They were like really bad, rabid rats in like alleys in my ventricles and I could track these bad thoughts that were the rats in my my pot-addled mind and then it got even worse and it was like my lower I'm not going to go into all the details but just suffice it to say that it was like the opening sequence from Saving Private Ryan and then I was absolutely sure that I was going to need a multiple organ transplant it was bad. So my younger sister was detailed to me. I remember lying out on the couch on the veranda with my head in her lap, and I was sure I was going to die, and I had just met the man who, was, who became my husband, and I was like, tell Pat I loved him. Tell Pat I loved him. And then I was sure I was going to have a stroke. So I was like, stroke, stroke. And my sister thought... So my sister's going like this, and I'm like, no stroke, no stroke. And I was having an easy time. My mother, remember, she's about my size, this poor, sweet, silver-haired fox. I mean, she is so innocent. And she had had three times the amount. And my father, bless his heart, and my sister, my older sister, who, thank God, is a healthcare professional, <laughs> were on her. 
And I just heard her keening and moaning and crying and splashing. I heard splashing. And she was in the tub for some incomprehensible reason. And, and, and I thought about the, the, the shore that we could see from the porch. We could see the, the, the beautiful Caribbean. And my mother was splashing in the middle of the night in a bathtub having the worst trip of, of history. The next day was Christmas. Lost Christmas. Don't recall a second of it. Sorry. I'm, I'm sure I got nice gifts, and I know that's seven minutes. So uh, about three days later, I felt pleasantly buzzed. It took three days to just feel, like from what I remembered when I was 13, like pleasantly buzzed. My mother felt like shit for a week. <laughs> now, this, this story has kind of a sweet ending. Um, the, the sister who didn't go on that trip because she was living on the West Coast... My, uh, my baby sister, stepsister, died two months ago tomorrow. And um, she wasn't with us on that trip. Uh, my folks, after she died, my folks decided that they needed a break. And where did my dad want to take her? Jamaica. <laughs> and they hadn't been there since our high holiday. <laughs> but let me tell you, I love my mother with my whole heart. She left her guidebooks home and was so happy to just splash in the surf with my dad. Have you ever gotten Trudy high? No. No. Well, I think you might want to consider that. I was actually just thinking the other day, I don't know why, that I don't think I've ever really seen my parents drunk. This uh, listener, we're talking about Laura's parents, Trudy oh, and Maury, yes. just in case you... Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure they have been around me, but not as so as I would notice. But yeah. I'm always sort of fascinated by families where people get drunk, like parents get drunk in front of children. Would you like to come to any of my <laughs> holiday gatherings? <laughs> Uh, I mean, what is that we like? Could do when a time you... machine, and you could—I literally remember my uncle doing cocaine in front of me. Isn't that so oh funny? My God. <laughs> oh my gosh! How old were you? Uh, I was like eight. Oh my goodness! Where were you? Like, where were you? Were you in the bathroom, or where? No, it was like at a holiday. Our holiday events were so raucous because okay. it was such a big family. Um, and everyone just had like uh, an unapologetic, party. you know, we're Irish and this is how we roll like yeah. addiction to either alcohol or marijuana or, or, or the cocaine. Uh, so I don't know. I It was in the like the kitchen. Um, and I, he wasn't like, I think he thought that we were all somewhere else. Yeah. But I, re- wow. I vividly remember it. Wow. Yeah. Our holiday gatherings are <laughs> the most exciting thing might be, might, that happens is we're going to turn the oriental rugs because there's everybody's home and we have enough hands to turn them so they don't get uh, sun sun faded. Yeah. Aww, so there I you could... go. There's me and Jessica <laughs> in a nutshell right there. Um, except that Trudy would have said oriental. <laughs> oh, I don't know. for Yeah. Like, yeah I yeah. think they're called oriental rugs yeah. still, even though it's highly offensive. Is it? Yes. Maybe they're, I mean, 
They were handmade rugs that you had to turn otherwise, whatever. I don't know. Okay, doesn't matter. (laughs) What matters is that we are grateful to you for listening to our holodrama episode. And uh, we want to invite you to our our website, stoopstorytelling.com, where you can listen to all kinds of holiday stories and non-holiday stories. Um, And we have a holiday show coming up on December 12th at the Senator Theater. Jessica's going to say the name of it. Chris Mahanu Kwanzaa Festivus. Stories about the universal truths of holiday celebration. So that's Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, and Festivus, the Seinfeld holiday. Oh, okay. Do you remember that? No. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be back next week with more stories from the studio.